All right. Uh, are we ready to go? Enough football talk. I don't want to talk about this movie. <laughs> but okay. Yeah. Welcome to Movie the Podcast. That's right. Movie the Podcast. We're just saying fuck it to any sort of form or function or whatever. Uh, reverse birthday picks be damned. We're just watching Clerks 3 apropos of nothing. I mean, this is so kind of like Clerks this, 3. This is kind it of was, like the get it out of the way. Wasn't that a reverse birthday pick yeah. thing? Yeah. Yeah. It well, was, yeah, but. But, but my we, birthday's not for several weeks. Yeah. Yeah, but it well, came out. This is a flow of causality. Um, the yeah. Matrix has been run seven times pick. Like, this has to happen. Like, it yeah. had to happen this way. It will always happen this way. I mean, we've covered every other... It's a real Terminator movie. 3 is what you're saying. Every yeah. other, uh, like, contemporary Kevin Smith movie. So we had to do this one, and man. 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 Oh, man. Oh, man. I don't know... Like, I, it was. Just I'm, I'm not gonna miserable. say it was a miserable right. experience. That's like that's I, what I texted TJ. Like, oh. I don't, I don't know if I'm not gonna say this is the worst movie I've ever seen, but I don't know that I've been more miserable watching a movie, and I couldn't tell you how long. It's it's joyless in a way that it is hard to describe. Yeah, and we're gonna do our best to describe it, <laughs> but uh. So yeah, Clerks Three, get ready because it's uh, like watching the Hindenburg smash into the Titanic. Into 9-11. Um, right. And uh, hold on to your butts, because this is going to be a show um, mm. when Gogs gives it a nine. Uh, anyway, what well, did y'all I mean, watch this week? Alec! Alec! I watched three things. Three yeah, things? Um, one of them was the sequel to the movie I watched last week. It was The Adams Family Values. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. And that movie's fun. It's not as I don't think it's as good as the first one, but it's still really fun. Yeah, I remember liking that a lot. It's like fun in that early seen... in that early nineties, like you're kinda like, Who is this movie made for? But then it doesn't matter. Like it's almost great... it's, it's like too adult almost too adult for kids, but too kiddish for adults. It's but there's like a different boys town. There's a some little sweet spot in there that it's just like it lands for like people of a certain like sense of humor, I guess, and sensibility. Alec, are there um, any great comedy sequels besides Short Circuit Two? Um, Hot Shots Part Two. Great comedy sequels. Does Gremlins Two count? Oh yeah, a hundred percent Gremlins Two counts. Okay. Hmm. I, I don't know. I feel like we've talked about this. Uh, yeah, it's a tough 20, one. What about the Naked Guns? Twenty Two Jump Street was. Good. There you go. Naked guns are pretty good. Well, there's yeah. not a lot because we're struggling to come up with like any. Yeah, it's tough. Major League Two was good. Yeah, yeah. Major League Two is fun. Gremlins Two is better than the first one. I'll die on that hill. I agree. I'll st- I stand by Hot Shots Part Two. That movie, that movie's fun as hell. But it's it's, defi- it's definitely <laughs> a uh, it's it's like Alex said. It's there's they're few and far between, and none of them are like contemporary. No. no. Do they even make? I was gonna I say guess, they don't really make Zoolander two. Um, Zoolander two is awful. The scary movie sequels, the first couple are okay, but even that's like twenty it? years ago. Now. Yeah, didn't you watch? Didn't you watch one recently with like fucking? Uh, we watched the fifth one yeah, with Simon Rex and Ashley Tisdale. <laughs> is she related to Wayman Tisdale, the basketball player? I don't think so. Wayman, okay. Wayman, the guy from Workaholics. <laughs> Wayman. <laughs> 
Oh, uh, I was fan of values is fun. Uh, Joan Cusack is in it. She's the she's the antagonist. Um, and she like bangs Fester or something, right? Isn't that like the? Oh, is yeah, she not she... in the first one. No, no. Well, oh, she's okay. trying to take him away from like the family, right? Yeah, she marries him to get their fortune. She mar- she's a black widow. She marries him. She's a serial killer who marries rich men and kills them to get their money. Um, Wednesday and Pugsley go to summer camp because she sends them to uh, Joe Cusack sends them to summer camp to get him out of the way because they both suspect her of being exactly what she is. Um, And those scenes are fun. Christine Baranski and why do I know that name? Uh, just shoot me. Is she from Just Shoot Me? No, maybe. I don't know. Maybe she's from one of those shows, or she might maybe from News Radio. Yeah, one of those. I don't know. One of those smart sitcoms from that time period. Um, and then Post. the guy, uh, the guy camp counselor is, uh, the guy who plays like the art director from Ghostbusters Two, who gets possessed by Vigo the Carpenter. Vigo, yeah. Um, and they're fun. Uh, it's not as good as the first one, though, but I still enjoyed it. But it's not as good as the first one. Um, we watched uh, Monster House. Monster House, the an- animated movie from I can't remember quite a, quite a while ago. It's, it's CGI animated, but it's early. You could tell. The, the animation is not like uh, as clean as it is now, especially with like their hair and stuff like that. Um, but it's fun. This uh, these kids <clears throat> live across the street from a house that an old man lives in, and all whenever they're like toys and stuff go on his lawn, he just takes them and throws them in his basement, never give them back. Uh, they go to confront him about something. The old man had a heart attack, and they kill him. And the house becomes possessed with his spirit, and is literally a living house that's like trying to eat them and kill them and stuff. It's like a lark. It's uh, it's fun. Alec, have you ever seen um Paranorman? I'll get to that in a minute. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> um. But it's fun. It's a blast. Um, and it's voice casted by lesser known actors. They're still okay. famous people, but they're not like A-list. They're like B- like Nick Cannon and uh, Kevin Le- James. Legendary Coxman Nick Cannon. <laughs> Nick Cannon's hilarious. Uh, Daddy. Uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal. Doesn't um, Nick have like Cromartie level kids? Yeah, yeah, that was the reference. But he makes enough money to actually support him. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> you burnt Antonio Rogers Cromartie. Um, <laughs> it wasn't Antonio Cromartie and somebody else, both like two different NFL players. Like well, they Derek had like Henry, their, their, sign, yeah. their signing bonus, like literally just went to like child support. Not Derrick Henry, uh, Travis Henry, the running back who played for Buffalo, and I think he also played for Tennessee. Yes. 
Like their their contracts literally just went to like their baby mamas because they could not stop having kids. They just fucked too. At some point, you think their their age would be like, dude. Yeah. Condoms, like, condoms. Get that thing. You're only you're you're only gonna be able to play football for so long, bro. Yeah. You are out of cum. Like, yeah. you oh, uh, Christine Baranski. Uh, uh, I think we know from um, you prefer alien love. I had to look it up. She's in both fingers. Uh, she's oh, this. yeah, she yes, yeah, she's in both fingers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Monster House is fun. I enjoyed it. Um. You gotta get past the like kind of janky animation. Yeah, a lot of early because uh, it looks like things, it yeah. looks yeah because it's all the people. It's not like like in Toy Story, the people in to- the original Toy Story look terrible now. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, they're, and, they're they're and, nightmarish, and they look like <laughs> the ones in this movie look like that. Um, who made who made this? What animation studio do you recall? I don't remember. Studio Ghibli. Hell yeah. <laughs> um. And the last thing we watched was Paranorman, which Hell I watched. Yeah. I saw That's that a lot in of the theaters. That movie is really beyond excellent. It's so yeah, good. I like it's that. so good. Um, I like that a lot. And I don't think that many people actually saw it. Like most people that I knew of when it came out talked about Frankenweenie a lot more. I thought Frankenweenie kind of sucked, to be honest. I saw it at Benji's, the uh, Paranorman. Oh, okay. Did they search your car for food and drinks? Yeah, <laughs> shake, yeah. shake you down. That yeah, fucking... well, they looked at me and they're like, "This fat fucker's got something in there." <laughs> and they were correct. You know, you're um, eating that fucking place. Well, Paranorman <laughs> is uh, that movie is a ton of fun, and it's like, yeah. like the scene where they his like, I guess they weren't really friends before the movie, but his. Uh, his sidekick from the movie when they first become friends and he realizes he can see dead people and talk to dead people. Yeah. He's like, can you talk to my dead dog? He got run over <laughs> by the animal control truck. <laughs> and then they I go and the... they play, they play with this dead dog for like five yeah. minutes and it's so sweet and like, yeah, like sad, but also like really fun. The, uh, the scene where Casey Affleck, uh, they reveal that he's gay and it's like a two second, like, yeah, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she's, she's like, I'd love to, there's, oh, the girl, uh, it's Anna Kendrick. I yeah. forget the character's name. She's like, I'd love to go to a movie with you sometime. He's like, yeah, you can come with me and my boyfriend. <laughs> like we, we love he loves romantic comedies and it's like right at the very end of the fucking movie, like yeah. out of nowhere. It's like the very last like, line. It's really funny. The whole movie's really good. The voice cast is good. Uh, John yeah. Goodman's in it for a little bit. Uh, Jeff Garland and Leslie Bibb or Leslie Man Man, not Bibb. Yeah, sh- they play uh, Norman's parents. Elaine Stritch is his dead grandmother. Yeah. It's like that um, studio made Coraline and that, and I don't think I don't know if they made anything else. Coraline, fucking too. banger too. Yeah. Like, dude, did you know all the clothes in Coraline on the stop motion? Some lady knitted them. Like, there's yeah, a oh featurette where wow. she like hand knit every piece of clothing in that movie. It's fucking nuts. That's awesome. Yeah, we're probably gonna watch Coraline at some point next week before Halloween. Oh, we'll get our hell sp- yeah. spooky movie season through. Then I love Coraline. You'll have, then you'll have the Coraline song stuck in your head, like I have for the last fifteen years. Like, I remember loving that movie a lot too. I yeah. did not know that they only made those couple of movies, though. I um, think so. Yeah, I think you're right. 
But uh, yeah, some animated bangers. Check that nice. shit out. And they're on. Uh, I think everything we watched was on uh, Pluto TV. Oh shit! Which is one of those streamings that also has like a live thing, but the live thing is kind of is, like weird live channels. I thought it was just Nothing. a live thing too. I didn't know they had like curated. Well, it has like I guess it has like an on-demand thing where if, I guess if it's live stuff, you can pull it from their live and watch it. Yeah, but that's where we watch Adams yeah, Family, Pluto and TV. that's where we watched uh, Paranorman. Monster House might have been something else, but that's where we watched those. Are there two. ads? Are there ads when you watch movies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pluto TV slaps because it has it just straight up has a kickboxing channel. It's just like wall to wall kickboxing twenty four seven. Does it have enough kickboxing for gogs? No, probably. Well, I don't know. <laughs> that's that's a tall order. <laughs> Um, I know how to settle this. No <laughs> kickboxing. Oh. <laughs> Lisa, Lisa won the Nobel, the Nobel Prize, Prize in kickboxing. Yeah. <laughs> she's in like a gi. <laughs> yeah, she's got like the fucking uh, the half rams. Yeah, rash guards. <laughs> oh, that's all I watched. TJ. Mm. That's me. I'm TJ. Uh, I watched one thing. And one thing? It was um, it was overhyped, and I really didn't care for it very much. Uh, it's called Speak No Evil. Um, I, I think I talked about it for like half a second when I was talking about some other like really uh, decent horror movies I've watched this year. This is another one that's been like hyped up on like TikTok specifically. A lot of people have been talking about it, saying it's kind of a sleeper hit that came out of nowhere. You um, know, I love TikTok to death, but there are also a lot of dumb people on tiktok oh, without a doubt i mean i'm one of them but uh especially on flick talk <laughs> oh yeah flick the, yeah flick talk and a horror talk as it's known um but anyway so like speak no evil is about this uh, uh i'm gonna get the 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 protagonists and the antagonists their countries mixed up but one family's dutch and one family is danish uh, and my ignorant American ass didn't know the difference between either one of those. <laughs> Does it star Michael Caine and he hates the Dutch? I literally, no. <laughs> nice. I literally had to look up, like, I couldn't think of what the difference was between the Dutch and the Danish. The Dutch uh, is from Holland, right? Yes. And Danish the, is from Denmark? That's correct. Yes. I, I and okay. one, one speaks uh, basically like this, like, kind of hodgepodge version of, like, German. And the other speaks whatever they speak in Amsterdam or Holland or whatever. I forget the name. I think it's anyway. But anyway, point is, so um, one thing I did like about this movie, uh, even though it was kind of confusing to me. uh, So uh, a few months back, I was talking about how the one little nitpick I had with Prey, and it was literally the only nitpick because I love that movie. Uh, I really wish that they would have fucking gone full bore and just done the whole thing in like the Native American language. Like, oh, I forget the tribe they were, but like it would have been cool if they didn't speak English in that whole movie. Like, I thought that would be really cool. I know why they didn't because Americans don't want to read and it's whatever. But so this movie is interesting because the respective families do speak their own native languages, but in between will speak to each other in English. And which is fine. That makes sense that they have like they both can speak English. So they speak English. But my problem is, is that like there's plenty of scenes where like 
the husband and wives are like together where they speak the same language, but they're still decide to speak English. And it's like, well, why would they do that? Like, I don't, anyway, it's a minor nitpick. Um, but anyway, so it's about this, this, these two families, they meet each other on vacation. Uh, the one family is kind of like reserved and quiet and the other, other family, the husband is very outgoing and he's, you know, he's kind of like the center of attention life of the party and they like uh basically after they have this little dalliance at the at their their vacation or whatever a couple of months go by they get the the like kind of nebish family gets an invitation from the other family hey come to uh whichever country they're from i forgot already i again i i can't remember which family was the evil family and which was the good family but come to our country hang out live at our house for a couple of days you know come visit and we'll have a great time. And that's kind of the entire movie. And then you like, there's like tension because you know that there's something up with the other family. And I don't know. It's a very slow burn kind of movie. Like nothing really happens. The the Nebish family, like the, the dad is like this like cuck that doesn't like he's very like shy and doesn't want to like he has like a fear of confrontation. And the wife and him just kind of argue the whole time, whereas, like, the other family, like, yell at their kid, and it's kind of boring, like, nothing really happens until the very end, and uh, I won't spoil it for people who haven't watched it, but there's, there's, like, I think the thing, and we've talked about this a, a gazillion times on the show, but you mostly it's about old movies, like, uh it's it's the it's like the uh i'm trying to think of like a good example of this but it's it's the movie that's not very good but you remember it fondly because of one scene so you forget about the rest of the movie oh like x-men 2 x-men united that's a good example yeah that's a very that op- good that opening scene is one of the best openings to any movie ever the rest and of then x-men the rest 2, of that movie it's there's some okay stuff in it it's but on, like you remember that scene x-men. you remember that movie for two scenes yeah oh yeah 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 Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I, I, that's a good example. Um, but this movie, like, really nothing happens until the very end. And there's something that's, like, very graphic and very shocking that happens. But it's, like, two seconds long. And, yeah, it's pretty gross. But it's just, like, eh. Like, and I don't know. Like, I'm past uh, my, like, gore phase. I'm not 16 anymore. And, like, I don't mind stuff being gory and violent, and I like gory and violent things, but, like, if there's nothing around it, I don't give a shit. Like, it's like, ooh, you did something, like, it's, ooh, like, great. Uh, It's just boring, and I thought this movie was boring. I thought the characters just weren't interesting. I thought that the, the plot was, like, predictable because, like, you know, big surprise, the big weirdos are actually big weirdos, and it's just like, okay, and but there's no, like, it's that it's that lazy modern horror thing where like their motivations aren't really res- like they're like the evil murderous family like they're just an evil murderous family like there's no like there's, there's nothing, nothing behind it there's nothing there's like just... creative right like it's that I hate that shit so much and it's like I I feel like uh, I, other mo- a thousand movies have done it but it's the fucking the strangers thing where it's like why did you do this because we can like it's like it's yes. so it's so fucking weak and lazy. Like, 
I don't know, give me anything. Give me any kind of reason why they're doing this or like make it, even though I hate supernatural shit, like make them like a death cult or do, do some, give me literally anything. Also, without saying who gets murdered, the family that ends up getting got, it's like the laziest shit because they literally just like, they make them strip down naked and then they walk over a ditch, they kick them in the ditch and then they, they stone them to death. But the thing is, is that the 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 couple that's inciting the violence, it's just a husband and a wife. Like you're just two people too. The guy doesn't have a gun. He doesn't have a knife. Like you're not going to try to fight back at all. Like you're literally just gonna be like, oh well, these guys, these people stole my daughter. I guess it's time to die. Whoop de do. And like that's it. That's the movie. Like you're not going to fight back at all. At least write in the script. Like they drugged them. They have a gun. They have some kind of power because if it's just two people that are about the same size, like the woman and man, they're about to, like, you're not telling me like they're about to kill you. You're not going to at least try to fight them. Like it's, it's wild. I don't know. I did not care for this movie. Would not recommend boring schlog. Uh, terrible. Two out of five. Awful. Don't watch it. Uh, I don't understand the hype at all because I've seen this put on like a lot of like best of uh, 2022 horror lists and I, I don't get it. Um, But I'm probably going to have the same opinion next week because I downloaded two movies literally just because they've been in that same conversation. Uh, Terrifier two. You hated the first one. I fucking hate it. People have been talking about Terrifier two. People are asking me, they're like, they heard it's like super violent, like yeah, it super is. The gory, first super violent. But like, it sucked. It was terrible. Like, I'm still probably gonna watch it, and then I'm gonna watch Pearl. And I hated X, but I'm still gonna watch it because I feel like I have to. So tune in next week. I'm sure I'll probably watch both of them by then because I have a couple days off this week, so I'll probably be watching uh, watching them. So anyway, um, so uh, Sean. Uh, I guess I missed me some Alec uh, this week. Ow! So I watched, uh, I think, his favorite show ever, the first season of Shit's Creek. I've oh. never seen it before. I've never seen it either. It's really fucking funny. Isn't it? Like I really like it. It's like a kind of like almost like a little bit uh, more accessible Christopher Guest kind of TV show. And maybe yeah. I'm just saying that because it's uh, Eugene Levy and... Um, Catherine O'Hara, who I fucking adore. Like, I yeah, love that woman. They're both great. Um, And I don't know what's up with uh, Eugene Levy's son, but he was made in the same handsome queer factory that Zachary Kinto came out of, because I feel like they, <laughs> they look, look kind of identical. Yeah, they look the same. Yeah. It doesn't look like the old man at all, but it's a really funny, for like a sitcom, it's really solid. Uh, Catherine O'Hara is like so over the top. And, like, it's like, well, you just fold the cheese in. He's like, what do you mean fold it? And he's like, you know, fold it. What, like, in half and then put it in there? And he's like, no, just fold it. And it's like, I don't know how to fold this broken <laughs> cheese. <laughs> what, is, what, is the, what is, like, the, uh, what is the basic premise of the show? So the premise is there's this rich family, and they lose all their money. And somebody had bought this town as a goof, but now it's like their only asset. So they're trying to like kind of spruce up the town so they can sell it. Um, all right, so in a weird way, it's kind of similar premise to like Arrested Development. Because yeah, yeah, it's it's it's. I would say that's a pretty fair uh, comparison. You know, the Blues were like losing their money, and then they lived in the model house, and 
It's kind yeah. of similar. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually a really good. I never put that together. That's a really good analogy. It's fucking tapping her hair. She's like talking to her daughter, and the daughter's like, you don't even know my middle name. What is it? And she's like, um, it's Alexis <laughs> something Rose. No. Is it Lispeth? I'm pretty sure it's Lispeth. No. <laughs> I need to watch this. Um, is it, is it on anything? It's on uh, Netflix. What is it? Yeah. Um, it's funny because, like, in a lesser show, like, uh, the the couple would hate each other, right? Like, Eugene Levy and uh, Catherine O'Hara, but they actually, like, really love each other. Oh, cool. They're just a mess. And it's like, there's a... She gets a gig for uh, doing... A commercial for some fruit wine <laughs> and she's like always drunk and she's always just like Cruella DeVille she always has some kind of fucking crazy ass wig on well her and Eugene Levy have like amazing comic chemistry together in real life like for yeah, sure they're, they're so good and like in all the Christopher Guest stuff they always play of each other so well So she's like doing the read and she's like come down to Ernest's flute lines. It's like you said flute lines. It's it's like the Grant Runyon scene from uh, <laughs> fucking Frisky. Ah, oh, that's how oh, it's like Grant Runyon. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's and, a really fun show, and it has a uh, Chris Elliott. Yeah, and he's great. Chris and Elliott, he's like, in it? yeah, oh, yeah. Chris Elliott. He's like the mayor. That's awesome. So the wig that he has on in that, yeah, is apparently literally the wig from cabin boy that he wore during cabin boy oh no shit he just Dude, kept it out. and like <laughs> decided he was gonna wear it for uh for this role too and they were like okay sure shout out the cabin boy man that movie is something else awesome but yeah like it's it's like a very like easy show to watch like a 30 rock or something where it's like funny and you can just kind of have it on and like it, it, it's a lot of fun. The the banter is really strong. Like it's a very like cleverly written show. Liz loves it. She keeps telling me I need to watch it. I just need to find time to do so. Yeah, no, I'm, glad, it, I'm glad you liked it. No, I, like I thought it. it was great. Yeah. Fucking these are my things. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like it's it's just a lot of fun. Um, but that's it for me because uh, I now have a complicated uh, relationship to movies. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's, it's a lot, man. I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to still do it after this. Uh, Gogs. Uh, I watched uh, two things. Two things? Uh, I watched uh, one of the things is one of those weird movies that has two titles. Uh, I watched a movie called The Mutilator, but when you turn the movie on, it's actually called Fail Break because it's about a bunch of college kids on fall break. And they go. Has, it, has anyone seen this? It's like from like the eighties. Nope. You, you told me about the original yesterday. title. Hey, I never. You read it. the Mutilator? Huh? No. Sounds like yeah. a sounds like a roller coaster. It does. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I thought yeah. I was telling Gog yesterday. I thought immediately of that scene in Ghost World because that's like the fucking. What's that character? It's, it's a mutilator. It's a really great video game with a gun. It, it also sounds like with a the fake name of a vibrator in a bad comedy movie. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh so so this movie is uh about uh the movie opens with a a a, a very uh comical scene where a son is cleaning his father's M1 Grand for his birthday and then shoots through a door and murders his mother and then we jump 
I don't know, 20 years in the future when the kid's in college and he's going to go help lock up his dad's beach condo for fall break with his friends and then you find out his dad is hiding in the walls with a battle axe and Hell kills yeah. them all? Like, it is. Like, they walk into this room and there's like, where what, what was over here? It's like, oh, that's where my dad kept his battle axe. I guess someone must have stolen it and the man is just hiding in the walls of the house <laughs> waiting to battle axe these college students, including his own son. Um, presumably for the accidental murder of his wife. Uh, that's fail break. It is something else to watch. It, it's 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 kind of wild. Um, it's boring as sin, but the kills are like really interesting. Super uh, it's super fucking boring. Like, it is like impossibly boring in between the scenes of extreme violence. Mutilator, and it's boring. That's what I was wondering. Well, I guess fail break is more. Did you have enough mutilation for you? There was a decent amount of mutilation, actually. Uh, when that happened, that was kind of dope. And the rest of it was real, real boring. Gogs, uh, it still had some mutilation in it. Yeah, it's yeah, it's not exactly. like there was no mutilation. Yeah, it's not like it, I, I didn't get a prayer before Dawn where, like, you know, less kickboxing than the cover would lead you to believe. There was a lot of mutilation. It was just boring <laughs> as hell. Um, and then I watched uh, what might be the quintessential Nightmare on Elm Street movie. Uh, Dude, I watched the Dream Warriors. No, Freddy versus Jason. Oh, get uh, out of here! That that's movie. The, that's the quintessential. Well, it's quintess- It's going to be quintessential for me for a couple of reasons. Uh, one, lots of low rise jeans and perky ties. I mean, movie I like is the movie but over like, the fucking top. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> I, 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 agree with, uh, I, I agree silly. with Gogs because that movie has Monica Kina. And I used to be. Who is Monica Keene? I have to look her. Up. She's the lead. Yeah, girl. I don't. I used, I, don't obsessed, rem- I used to be obsessed with her. She was in some show on like Fox or something, and then she did that, and she really didn't do a hell of a lot else. It's got, oh, uh, yeah, it's got Destiny's Child. Her. Kelly Rowland is in it. Uh, <laughs> my favorite Destiny's Child. Rowland, 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 the dark skin yes. one. She uh she also was the one that texted uh what was it Nelly using uh, Microsoft Excel and her yeah using Excel <laughs> like on a feature. <laughs> yeah. I love is. how Gogs' uh is uh, appraisal of the movie as the quintessential Nightmare on Elm Street movie is like there's broads I want to bang in it. Hey, yeah. you know what? You gotta you gotta like you gotta plant a flag somewhere, and that's where I'm landing. It is so over the top. The, there's that scene in the field party. Where Jason is literally on fire, like lighting the cornfield on fire, than an only just flaming machete murder all of these children. I'd like to rewatch it. I remember like, the scenes. The scenes were like he takes Jason into like the dream world. I remember that. Yeah, was pretty cool. He fuck like now, so. J- yeah, Jason. Gets the premise the, isn't the premise. The premise is Freddy wants to come back, so, so he brings Jason back to life to invoke fear of his old kills. That's so people correct. remember him. So the the good people of uh, Springwood, Springwood the town, Springfield, Spring something. Um, I don't remember. So wherever wherever Freddyville is, right? They all of the all of the parents have put all of the all of the horny teenagers on this thing called Hypnosil, so they can all uh, not either not dream or not remember Freddy because someone is deduced 
that Frederick Krueger lives off of fear. So Freddy's like, everyone forgot about me. So it's basically Coco, right? Like the ofrenda is no more and everyone's forgetting and he's just fading <laughs> to obscurity. Um, okay. So he's like, I, have, I know I have, what I'm going to do. Key reference. I don't. The uh, movie Coco is all uh, about the uh, Mexican underworld and you fade away forever from there once everybody on earth forgets you. Correct. So he says, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to use my powers of resurrection. I'm going I'm to fin a bus <laughs> and get uh, Jason back in the world to make them remember. So then he cosplays as Jason's mom and says, go kill them all, Jason. Go to Elm Street. And so then Jason like reconstitutes and then emerges from the earth. And I guess, Mar- I don't know how far Crystal Lake is from wherever in Illinois they are, but walking distance. And he walks his ass there and I mean, just Jason starts. is like a big zombie. So he could technically walk anywhere. He doesn't get forever. Like, right. I mean, technically we all could, but well, so well. he just, so he starts whooping ass. And then Freddie's like, finally, they're scared of me again. And then he gets jealous because now Jason's having all the fun. Jason specifically kills this one uh, large-breasted woman in the middle of the dream when Freddy was about to kill her, and that was all Freddy could bear. And then he's like, I'm going to... So then he pulls Jason into the dream world and fucks Jason up, but Jason's like unfuck-uppable. And then uh, what's-her-name? Monica Kina pulls Freddy into the real world at Camp Crystal Lake, and then you have Freddy versus... And Freddy knows Muay Thai? Freddy knows all sorts of shit. Like, it's wild, the stuff that he is unloading onto Jason. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, that movie is stupid I, as hell, but it's like so much fun. I'd like to have an old man moment, because uh, these kids these days, with their uh, their Avengers Endgames and, and their Justice Leagues and all that, they don't understand how exciting it was in Freddy Go- or in Jason Goes to Hell, at the, at the last scene of that fucking movie, where the the Freddy glove comes the claw out, grabs like, the mask. Yeah. Oh my yeah, god! Man. I about fucking like lost my shit as a kid. I was like, oh my god, Freddy versus Jason. And then I only had to wait like what fifteen years. For I that mean, Freddy happen. Freddy versus Jason way better than Alien versus Predator. Either one. Hands well, down. If, no, if no you contest. Remember, if you remember, Gogs, uh, Alien versus Predator probably owes. Uh, the success of Freddy versus Jason for that happening because that came out first and it was a big hit. And yeah, then it was also one of those things they've been kicking around for a long right? time. Yeah, long well, it's time. like every nerd, every horror nerd's like, who is gonna win, Freddy versus Jason? Well, they finally. No, I, you know. I, I think every horror nerd's uh, crossover is Doll Man versus Demonic Toys. Like, if... <laughs> absolutely. Thank you. <laughs> um, but yeah, this movie's a, a fucking Cat- ton of fun. <laughs> Castle Freak versus Q the Winged Serpent. Oh, Q the Winged Serpent all day. What's better? Castle Freak got a dick rip off, though. Yeah, that's true. What's better, this or Jason X? Jason X. This movie is... Mm, Jason X is a lot of fun. That movie is so fucking dumb. Uh, That's my second favorite Friday the 13th movie. like the scene where like oh, the really robot good. Trinity cyborg like realizes that Jason's made of nanites and like fights him one on one where she What's... gets all like tarted up and like, like yeah like What's your fucking dominatrix favorite? gear huh uh, Friday the Thirteenth two yes. Wait, what's your um, question, TJ? Jackhead TJ, Jason, what's my first best, best Friday Thirteenth? Yeah. Don't care. What, uh, what's your first? What's your wait? Oh, what's your number one slot? 
Number one two. is two. Number, people that say number one haven't watched number one in a long time. That no, number my up. number one, my my legitimate number one uh, Friday Thirteenth is four. Is the Dream Master. No, oh huh? no, no, I was talking about Friday the Thirteenth. Oh, yeah. Friday the Thirteenth three, three, three with three the bikers days? three. No, no, the two. bikers where he gets the mask and he harpoons a guy three. Oh, I I think I think my list is two X Manhattan. Oh, one yeah, and then just Manhattan. just throw a fucking just throw the rest of them in there. So it goes so threes where he gets the mask. Two, he's just in a he's a flower sack Sack-Man. the whole time. Sackman, yeah. one, Jason. The best Jason. Yeah, no, yes. three, 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 three. Then Manhattan. No, three. Then X. Then Manhattan. Which one is the, the one with one? Uh, Corey? That's or new. That's new blood. That's four. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. That's that one's dumb, and four was like supposed to be the last one because also feels X like has it. that scene where he's on the holodeck or whatever, and he picks up the person in the sleeping bag and beats oh my god, that's so fucking good. <laughs> well, it's like the two girl, the two slutty girls. Yeah, and as he's beating the one into the tree, the sleeping bag, she's still like, like hitting on him with <laughs> the sleeping bag. It, Why isn't that also like... the one where they uh, they discover that he's powered by teen sex? Like they discover they like, it in the lab or something. I think they had him like cryogenically frozen with the last guy he killed. Like they froze him with like yeah. his machete buried in it's someone's like, neck. Oh, he just wants his machete back. Yeah. Oh, and God. then he ends up with a space machete. Yeah. Mm, that also, would be that movie. Someone gets. I might watch that this week. Someone gets their head dunked in like liquid nitrogen and then just smashed. Yeah, Jason. That X. movie. Jason that movie's X fucking rolled. dope. But Anything shout out to else, Friday Thirteenth Part Four. That movie. Fucking what's your What's your favorite Nightmare Gogs? Nightmares Four. That's crazy. That's crazy. Nightmare Four. Dream Master rules. Yeah, but one is the best one. Mm, pass. Hard pass. You're out of your fucking hard mind. Pass. Hard four. pass. Hard pass on Nightmare Four. Oh my god. Get out. I think of I, I think I could be. I could. I think I could be sold on two being the best one because it's so fucking weird. Yeah, and gay. Yeah, <laughs> I love Turbo Gay. I, I, that, if if you have a spare six and a half hours, uh, watch that. Oh yeah, uh, never sleep again. That documentary oh, is so yeah. good. So here's I'll, I, the last thing I'll say. I kind of like. I kind of like the um the dream baby, like the the real last. Uh, oh Freddy, wow! Not the, yeah. no, not no the one, fucking no um, brings that one up. The dream child. Yeah, not the uh the fucking self referential one. I fucking hated that one that we reviewed. Yeah, five. The five's the dream child, right? Yeah, six is Freddy's. So, Freddy's dead, and then new nightmare. So something weird. So all like the Freddy, the night, the, the Friday Thirteenth, excuse me, the Nightmare on Elm Street collection is on HBO, but all of them are on there except for for some reason. I don't know that. I don't know if it's because of some weird licensing thing or what, but they just skip right over that one. Oh wait, I'm sorry, I got that wrong. It's three is the Dream Warriors. Four three is Dream Warriors. Four is the Dream Child. Four's Dream no. Master. Dream, Dream oh, Master. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that one. Anyway, that's it. Anyway. All right. Anything else? So that's uh, everybody, right? Fuck. All right. Now we can talk about it, Clerks it, 3. Anything else anybody wants to talk about before movie related or not? I can't believe you guys thought this was that bad. Oh my, oh my god. Well hang on, let me let me couch this because now I'm curious. Alec, what is your relationship to Kevin Smith, the filmmaker? growing up uh 
I never saw any of like his originals until way later. Okay. Like Chasing okay. Amy, Clerks, uh, Mallrats. Mallrats. Okay. I've I I, think... I I don't know if I've even seen Mallrats, but like Did the you first see Dogma the fir- in the theater with us. I believe so. The first one that I was introduced to was Dogma, and like good movie. I, I like. Dogma. I love Dogma. Like it okay. feels like that's like his first one. He had like a real budget too, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah it feels yeah. like his first one where they actually had he had real money. But like, and it looked like a real movie, and it was shot like a real movie. <laughs> like, yeah. And Alan Rickman, for Christ's sake! I think it's important to kind of like talk about our relationship. This our relationship to Kevin Smith because, like, I can speak for I think me and TJ, and possibly Gogs. I don't know because I don't know what they had at the library. But like, <laughs> Clerks is like one of the first independent movies that I saw that I knew was an independent. When I knew what that meant, you know Absolute, what I mean? Absolutely, absolutely. I got I got introduced to Clerks from a buddy of mine who was like. His his older brother showed it to him, and he's like, "You yeah. gotta see this movie. It's silly." And I was like, "Okay." And I didn't know what I was watching. The words "independent film" didn't mean anything to me, but I didn't know I liked it. I was like, "This is unlike anything I've ever seen." I mean, I yeah, remember my dad made me watch it, and it's funny. Like there, there was a time when they lumped. It, it, this seems ludicrous now, but Reservoir Dogs and yeah. Clerks together as like I was, a duology. I was just about to say that. Like he was part of. Kevin Smith in the early 90s with Quentin Tarantino. It was like Tarantino and Tarantino was the biggest one of all of them, but it was at the time they were contemporaries. It was Kevin Smith, fucking Quentin Tarantino. This is going to sound crazy, but it's true. If you go back and remember, Vincent Gallo was in the conversation. Yep, like Buffalo 66. Buffalo 66. Um, uh, Brown, Bun- no, it was Brown Bunny, right? First. No, Brown Bunny was the later. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, Rodriguez. Robert Rodriguez yeah. was in that conversation. Yeah. And I feel like I'm missing somebody else, but it was this it was indie film was like it was like when when Oasis got huge and everybody started saying indie rock and that was like yeah. the next big thing. It sounds well, were they all were they all Miramax guys? Uh I think Miramax became the distri- like well most of them were all like like independently funded. Like I think later on yeah, but yeah. like most of those came out with a Miramax imprint, right? Right, because and that's how Miramax we bought, bought them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how we got we got to see them. But I like I'm pretty sure that I don't know about I think I think Reservoir Dogs, but I'm pretty sure they were all originally like either like self funded or like very low budget. Well, and that then was they kind of like Miramax's mo, and that's how we yeah. ended up with the Boondock Saints. They were right, constantly exactly. like trying to break another like fucking big indie thing. Yeah. And, and to go back to your original question, Sean, like, I, I mean, we've talked about this before, as we've talked about Kevin Smith, but I used to love Kevin Smith. Like, yeah. I, I loved, I mean, like they said Punisher War Journal, like, that's right. a thing I know. Well, Clerks and Mallrats were like, some of my first DVDs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I watched, I watched Mallrats, like, a hundred times and I watched the fucking special features and the fucking commentary track and like I was like a very very big Kevin Smith fan and yeah. and right right up until you know I like I said I think his last good movie was Zach and Mary make a porno I really enjoyed that movie a lot thought it was funny yeah. I like I forget Clerks, that that's his and I like Clerks too and I can't remember which came out first I think Mir- Zach and Mary came I think out after too, but did yeah. it uh, anyway, I think so. I and we're going to get into this 
when we talk about the movie, but like Clerks 2 to me was such a like, it, so first of all, it shouldn't have been made, but like yeah. it was good and it felt like it felt kind of poignant. Like the end of that movie felt like an artist trying to grow and being like, hey, you know, this is me ending a chapter of my life. And it felt kind of poignant and sweet. Yeah. And I was. You know, I'm not saying I was like um, crying during it, like Kevin Smith probably was, because he cries during <laughs> everything. But like, it was kind of like you know, as something well, so you, you felt like. I think we talked about this before. It's like you felt like you were growing with yeah, it. You know what exactly. I mean? Like, I was about to say, like, it, it sounds silly to say, but but like, there's certain media that like you consume at a young age, and like it's growth, your own growth. You can kind of identify with it. Like it's growing up, and you're growing up, and like the characters in the movie are also going through that. Obviously, like, they're about, you know, 10, 15 years older than us. But, like, you can still relate to that to a certain extent. And I felt like Clerks 2 did a really good job of that. And I think ever since, he's just been, like, I don't even know. We're, like, let's just get into it. Let's get I into think, it. Honestly, movie. I think the thing that, like, because, like, I, I enjoyed Jay and Silent Bob start back in parts. You know what I mean? Like, it's not a good I liked, movie. I remember, I remember liking that movie. I remember having fond memories yeah, of but that. I, I think whatever happened with Red State, with that whole fucking to-do, just broke him, like, as a human being. Because, like, yeah, he's I agree. been fucking awful since. Well, Jay and Silent Bob start back. There, was there, like, Bob production? Were there, like, production problems with Red State? Well, there was a thing where, like, he I, he wanted to do something different. I, I don't know why. So he made Red State, and then he did this whole stunt where he was auctioning off the rights, and I want to say it was at Sundance? It was at Sundance, yeah. And then he bought it. Or no, 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 it was a, a can. It was a, it was can? a can? Yeah. yeah it was a can. And he bought it himself for a dollar or whatever and fucking released it, and everybody hated it. Yeah. Like, it was not received well at all. And we all, watched right? it on the show. It wasn't good. Like, we didn't. No, but he went on the... That was his whole, like, well, I don't make the movies for critics and, you know, all that shit you say when you suck at everything, right? Like, yeah, the it's, shit, like, the shit that, for you. that DCU fans say about he every just, DC movie that's bad. It's like, well, the fans liked it. Like, he, yeah. should, he should have just taken the L on that one. Yeah. but then No, it's the fans down. that are crazy. It's, <laughs> it's, it's something between that and... um. His his uh fucking decision to start smoking weed at like forty three years old. I'd like to add too. Hey, some it. of us some of us start late. Hey, it's fine. Yeah, but you aren't. Yeah, but you don't make it your entire personality either. And it's like yeah. it's very obnoxious. And I don't even smoke it. I just take delicious candies. Hey, that's and who doesn't love delicious candy? Am I right? Yeah. Piece uh, candy. One of the best Family Guy shows. Um, but no, I'd also like to add Sean that his podcast ruined him because he became yeah. like so insulated with his own fans and people that'll just anything that he does, they fucking love. And his podcast became like, that's how you got yoga hosers. That's how you got Tusk. That's oh, how yeah. like he, he's like, basically he's like, he says he's dumb. He has like dumb riffs on his podcast. They're like, wouldn't it be funny if that was made into a movie? The answer is no. no, no, it's not. It's terrible. Anyway, Let's. I knew this was gonna happen. I'm sorry, everybody. Bro, Especially, I, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna bullshit you. I had this movie on for I want to say 25 seconds, and I texted TJ, and I'm like, I'm already ready to kill myself. Once the Black Parade by My Chemical Romance started, it's like the Hello Fellow Kids. This, me see, and God. Me see, and you God. Fa you found that to be a low point. I found that to be a high point. I mean, I, I, like, part of the I like. I like the song, but uh. Me and Gogs kept saying to each other, like, we can just quit, right? And just lie yeah. and say we watched the movie, right? Like, we, and well, Gogs, we did not. 
And then I was like, guys, you have guns in the house, right? Like, we can just end ourselves. Oh, yeah. for- <laughs> um, really just looking for any room. reason. That uh, that fucking uh, over shotgun, that one that we went trap shooting with, would be a very classy way to kill yourself. Oh no, no doubt. And me and teachers have to get our heads really close together. <laughs> It'd be like that scene in uh, the house that Jack built. But it it, it to... opens up with NFT jokes, which like immediately feels dated. Like it feels like like OJ Simpson jokes already. You know what I mean? Like oh god, like you should know. Well, God. Let, do right, the, sorry. Do the, tell, do the let's, let's let's go through it, and we'll, we'll we're going to stop you frequently. I, weasel, that, weasel, wuzzle. The only way to do this. <laughs> that pass us for entertainment these days. Yeah. All right. Uh, movie opens. <laughs> <laughs> Something's uh, funny, like Bart says, like Bucka Bucka, wuzzle, wuzzle. Uh, movie opens <laughs> uh, to Leonardo, New Jersey, where Dante I've Hicks actually, is. Pause. This is how big of a fan I am. I've actually been there specifically I've to go to that there. video store. So they wouldn't let me behind the counter. I asked if I could take a picture behind the counter. They said no. I have an RST video card. Like, wow. That's that I got than me. there. Yeah. They are. It is the. So you can attest to this. The, the shop in Clerks is incredibly small. Yeah, the way they shot it made it look like it's like a Seven Eleven, but it's like a a crown or like some kind. It's like, like a, a it's like a Best Buy Express. Like it is super super tiny. Like yeah. you can get headphones there, and that's it. All right, so, um, movie opens. Dante Hicks is yet again opening the quick stop because at the end of Clerks Two, they have decided to bring it back, and they bought it, and whatever, and he's knocking yeah. the gum away, and whatever, and then he's rubbing a picture of his dead wife. Uh, and you realize that she's dead. This, so then, all right, pause. I told you this is going to happen. Yeah. This decision to have Rosario Dawson dead is the worst. It's like the most like I don't well, I don't understand a, well, the choice. The, the the choice is that like okay, Rosario Dawson is not coming back for this piece of shit movie, right? So we got to kill. But her she all. did. Correct. She's in several scenes. Yeah, but, that, but she's, she's, she's in like setup, right? She's in like four minutes total. Still, she was probably like that's all I would last. With I, her I, she just had I her know. Bruce Willis, oh, her God Bruce Willis uh, contract going. <laughs> like, I, I ain't coming penalized. back for more than like an afternoon. You better get this shit wrapped up. Uh, Rosario Dawson is Ageless. too good. Her delivery of these like terrible lines that. Hey, they're writing yeah. metaphors because Kevin Smith's a writer. In case you didn't notice, you got to turn the page and keep writing your diary and blah 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 blah. Yeah. Uh, the, this script does not deserve her. Yeah, saying she's good. Lines. Yeah, and also looks great. Like that, she is like. Oh my I don't god! Even understand? We all know TJ. We all know Rosario Dawson looks great. Look, she, that just goes, she keeps that looking just go better. Like, like no, forever. It's, it's no, fucked up. And Cory Booker, you know, must be given her weird democratic vampire powers. I don't even Honestly, know. Honestly, I feel like with some of the choices she's made, if I spent enough time with her, I could probably fuck her. Because, like, if she, like some of these dudes, <laughs> like... Well, Dante Hicks, for example, he's not a looker. Uh, yeah, it's a right. Mo- it's a movie. <laughs> you know what's funny, though, is Kevin Smith probably thinks, like, oh, it's okay, because I've got a hot wife and I'm ugly, and his wife looks <laughs> but like But he does of- not! Yeah. That's what I'm saying. His his wife looks like a hat full of busted assholes. Like she yeah, might be no. the least attractive woman. She looks like at a least, wickerman. At, at least she's like, she's I, not in this. Finally, is what? she? Yes, she is. Yes, she is. Oh. 
I didn't recognize her. <laughs> Prominently like, displayed. At least I would one thousand percent fuck she Sherry was Moon the, Zombie. She was the ex that lended the money. Yeah, she's the yeah. same character as she was in Clerks too. She's... Oh, she looks way different than she used to look. Yeah, she looks rough. <laughs> also, she, must have had, she looks like she's had a lot of work done. Also, that scene... well, she probably had to have a lot of structural reinforcement after fucking him. <laughs> All right, shout out. Anyway, so so and real quick, uh, because we talked about Rosario Dawson being dead, and Gogs pointed this out immediately, and he's totally right. So like, we get the little like pat on the the picture that Rosario Dawson's dead, but Dante yeah. his demeanor is totally fine until like they like it's really weird. Like it, the movie would be better if Dante was like depressed, like constantly or like in a state where he needs to be brought out of well, the, the movie doesn't understand its own fucking message like the whole message is i know we are literally seconds in this movie right but the whole message is dante turn the page dante do something different dante you got to get on with your life and then he dies <laughs> and he didn't have to because he's in the movie theater with his wife who he knew for three days and they got married and she got pregnant who who, like, even in the fucking structure of the script, does not appear to like him very much. Yeah, it's it's, <laughs> it's a very odd... There's a lot of odd choices in this movie. Anyway. Go ahead. Sorry. All right, I'm just going to give you the... I'm going to give you the fast, fast version. Uh, uh, can, hold on, I, I'm going to pause. Hold on. <laughs> Come on, man. Like, seriously? <laughs> Go ahead. Dante opens up the store and realizes his life's a piece of shit. Randall's there. Randall's still a piece of shit. Next door, THC video is also THC, or RTS is THC RTS or something, but it's a weed store and also a video store, but Jay and Silent Bob can't get it fucking around their head that weed's legal now in New Jersey, so they're out there still trying to sling. Also, Jay's teeth, fucking distracting. Well, he was so now Randall can't figure out... Uh, the last movie we watched with him, it was the same thing. He's He, he looks yeah. so weird. Yeah. Yeah, so then Jay... So Jay and Silent Bob are doing, everybody's doing their shit and whatever, and then you got, like, the Jesus Freak NFT folks there, and then Randall's getting, you know, up his ass or in his ass or doing whatever, and he can't act for shit, and then he has a heart attack. Now, on the table, he's like, uh-oh, Amy Sedaris saves his ass, and her references are terrible, and her jokes are terrible, here's, and I love Amy Sedaris. This is a great joke. When Justin Long shows up to shave him, and he's like, man, I don't want you to shave me because I have a tiny dick, and Justin Long's like... I won't even notice, man. I usually work in the pediatric ward. I don't even care. Ew. That was yeah. one of the better jokes. <laughs> also, um, is Justin Long doing a Eugene Levy impersonation? Like, what He's is doing going on? He's doing something like that. Also, uh, also, I love that this scene, like, uh, Dante and the, the guy whose name eludes me right now, they can, they can just hang out oh. with, with Randall the entire time. But later, they can't. Yeah, and like, also Randall is kept conscious during his entire surgery, like because that's what happens. Like that's that's something that I happens. Mean, they do that sometimes for certain surgeries. I don't know about heart attacks. I would probably. But there are surgeries where they keep you awake to test stuff. Heart attacks? I don't like, know. I, don't know. I just said I don't know. I don't know about heart attacks. This also, part of the movie uh, doesn't matter. Why is this hospital so wacky? <laughs> <laughs> So, so the one the Jesus freak sells his soul to Satan, and and fucking Jeff Anderson lives. So now they're back there, and he's like, "Oh, uh, uh, Randall's like, I don't know what to do with my life. I know what I'll do. Uh, no one would, you know, no one would miss me if I was gone. I'm going to make a movie about myself." And then the rest, 
of can the I, movie I, is them pitching a, the movie Clerks. Can I make a weird point too. about about this this specific plot point where uh, sure he's like, I've always wanted to make a movie. Dante's like, I always thought you could make a great movie, and then literally seconds later, he's like, What the fuck do you know about making movies? You can't <laughs> make a movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, so so well, that's the we, kind of thing you tell your best friend. Like, yeah, you'd make a great movie until they go to actually do it. They're like, what are you doing? Wait, we're, I wish we're somebody like would best friends, right? Because I wish I don't somebody think... would have done that to Kevin Smith. Yeah, yeah right. For real, for I, real, I don't think real. any of us would tell any of us we could do anything good. Well, well, I, I would tell. I would tell all friends. three of you you would do everything well. Oh. I'm supportive, but I also wouldn't. I wouldn't try to stop you once you started doing said thing either. So. You know, just, yeah, well, Dante, Dante already—he probably wanted to stop him because he already knew how much of the work was going to fall on him, which well, turns no. out to be everything. This has nothing right. to do with the movie That's specifically, fair. but Brian O'Halloran looks like the least passable trans man on earth. <laughs> he does look very bad. He, yeah, yeah, he's—I he, mean, uh, Jeff Anderson also. I mean, age has has not has not done to these two men very well. Uh, also, and they they're, haven't worked on their acting skills uh, at you. all in thirty <laughs> yeah. years or yeah, whatever. There, there, there is so much. The acting in this movie is so bad, and I know the original Clerks doesn't have great acting either. But like the thing that's, that that that's hammers, kind of, that's kind of the charm and like yeah, yeah, the fact exactly. that it's an independent movie and like well, he made it with his friends or whatever. Like yeah. this is a big budget movie with. Where you can hire actual actors and what like thing. This, at this least send these worked... guys to like a class. <laughs> this movie would have worked better years. if he actually recasted everybody and had them try to act badly, like a um yeah, like a fucking amber waves situation in yeah. Boogie Nights. That would have been funny. That would have actually been funny. But the other thing is that that I want to say briefly is that uh so the acting's really bad. But the movie's shot really bad, and you're constantly confronted with, like, bad acting can be covered up by a lot of things, right? Like, a good director can hide a bad actor. But, like, this movie is all shot, reverse shot, and the same, like, medium shot for the entire movie. It's almost like a like a pair, like an art film, because, like, literally, well, but I there's, assume there's, there's one part where, sorry, Sean, there's no, one part where... Randall and the Jesus guy is Elias, right? That's his name. Yeah, Elias. I could not remember him from what his name was from Clerks Two, but there's a scene. Yeah, I'm surprised you could remember him at all because I looked up his IMDb. Oh, I remember the, the last movie he was in was Clerks Two. I mean, he was he has, funny in Clerks Two. He hasn't too. done anything. He was pretty funny in Clerks Two, but, but uh, there's a scene where Elias and Randall are talking. The two of them are <laughs> talking, and for some reason. Kevin Smith decided to block this where they're standing shoulder to shoulder to each other and looking forward, but the conversation isn't about something in front of them. It's like, what are you doing? Like, it's like, it's like Kevin Dunn directed it. Like, that's not how people stand when they talk. It's so fucking weird. But then, then when he changes that, it's literally just, it's the fucking red letter media Star Wars thing, right? Everything is just shot, reverse shot, shot, reverse shot, shot. It is so fucking lazy like that it's the best way to describe it like go back and watch any of his other movies like mall rats dogma even the original clerks isn't shot like that like at all like it's it there's you know he, he the original clerks is interesting because they do a lot of shots with them talking to people at the counter you see the people's backs like yeah. it's all, like at least yeah. like there's something there there's like a depth of feel at times and like i'm not saying that he's like so, it's funny there's a joke later on in the movie where they're trying to figure out 
who the cinematographer is. Well, clearly he didn't know in the this actual movie because there's no cinematography in this whole fucking movie. It's it's horrendous. maybe that's a really deep meta commentary I mean, maybe. on Hollywood production. It's yeah. it, it's really bad. Like it it. I mean, we said this with. Jay and Silent Bob reboot, how bad that looked, but this looks even worse. Like, this is just... I, I don't even know. Like, I don't know how you can... Like, how can you... One, how can you be a person that's made professional films, like, for a long time now? But, like, even watching a movie, like, you've you've never seen... Uh, movies don't look like this. Like, he, how did he go, well, yeah, this looks fine. Like, I think he just doesn't care. Like, it's just like, eh, whatever. You know what I mean? Even, like, his later stuff, like, Red, Red State is not a good movie, but it looks like a movie. Like, it's shot well, yeah. like, to a certain extent. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Anyway, sorry, guys. Well, anyway. So, not, Randall gets the idea he's, he's going to make... Sorry, not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You sorry your behavior corrects. So, now, the... Apology without yeah. action is manipulation, I'm so, TJ. I'm sorry you're offended <laughs> by my comments. <laughs> so, uh... So anyway, uh, Randall's like, I'm going to make a movie. So he tries to make a movie. And they basically, they get 37 dicks back. And they get the old guy giving oh, money to the cat. And they get God. this, that, and the other, blah, blah, blah. And then you get this big reveal. And uh, this is the, so the whole movie's sort of a shit show. And it continues to be a shit show. Dante wait, wait, is the producer. The so he's in the movie or the movie we're actually watching? The movie in the movie. All oh, these okay. things are shit shows. It is like, a, it's like a, it's like a, a fucking shit show ravioli like it's just stuff with shit show stuff with shit show <laughs> and uh then so like dante is begging for money from his ex-girlfriend who's some sort of car wash heiress and then you get these moments where dante is confronted by the ghost of rosario dawson and he's either a communing with the dead or b like i don't know what is going on here but like the the moment is it, it takes like he's all of a sudden he's like a shell of a man. Like it, it, it's emotionally it's all over the place. And then all of this coalesces. Crying is so bad. Horrendous. Well, there, there's oh, a scene. Up. There's a scene that, that Gogs is talking about where, so in the in the movie they go to movies because they're kind of shooting Clerks one and two, I guess. They're shooting and them, yes. So yeah. again, Randall and, and Don- Kate Micucci shows up for no reason whatsoever. Yeah. Randall right. and Dante, lifelong friends, right? Like he knows that his wife died and she used to, that's where they met. And like, he literally has absolutely no one awareness and be any kind of sympathy when he like runs off crying. He's like, what's the fuck the, is the matter with you? It's like, yeah, that's the way, that's the way people act. There's no that's, emotional that's the way. That's the way Randall's acted through every movie they've been in together though. It's just like, that's the, like, no, that's I, the I same thing he's though, always cause been. Cause he's always been of, like that. But no, I gotta push back yeah. on you a little bit because the, the end, end of Clerks, Clerks two, one, and one. Well, the end of Clerks two, he's like, "You're my best friend. I really love you. I really appreciate you." And like somehow he forgets, like, but like I, I don't know. It's just like it's a, it almost feels like a soft reboot rather than a sequel to the other movie. Well, yeah, it also well, ends up being like the start of the whole universe over again, like uh. <laughs> Time is a well, time is a time flat, is a flat circle. circle. Time is a flat yeah. circle. So anyway, so all of this is coalescing into the only scene in the entire movie where anyone suddenly remembered how to act, because now uh, Dante loses his shit onto Randall and like gives him what for, and 
just like it's like a legitimately like I was sitting there TJ watching I was like this is a legitimately like decently acted scene like this is like conveying emotion and it's sort of getting to the point but the problem is Kevin Smith can't fucking help himself so he keeps trying to button the scene with the crew like watching them like like shooting the video going oh I don't know what we're gonna do and then and then the very end of it right like this emotional moment that that ends with Dante having a heart attack and Dante's last words before he goes down is him like bringing back his cliche I'm not even supposed to be here today which was completely unnecessary yeah for now Dante is in the hospital no one can figure out and Randall's sort of of the opinion like I, I got through this is no big deal heart attack is a heart attack blah 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 and then meanwhile he uh he gets confronted by Elias who tells him he's a terrible piece of shit uh, he can't deal with that, so he goes and recuts his movie to make it. He turns it into Clerks, Clerks. This part is very confusing to me. And then somehow he is projecting his vision of Dante into Dante's brain because now Dante is suddenly like <laughs> yeah, I, forty I years understand. younger. I don't like, understand I don't, this at all. Like, I I what are they doing in this scene? Like, I didn't. I don't know. So I'm very confused by. What was happening here, but now this has become so it becomes effectively the original clerks is is Randall's love letter to Dante, and this is how Dante gets to die. Yeah. Um oh, and oh, and also, they also they also uh, explore does the you weren't even supposed to be here today. They do it again. And they do yeah, it at the, at the funeral. funeral. Yeah. Like, and then this movie like just keeps going. Wouldn't oh my it be god! A better, yeah. Like a better commentary and funnier uh, about the fucking joke about Dante getting shot at the end of Clerks if the guy just Alec Baldwin's him and kills yeah. him on set, <laughs> yeah. as opposed yeah, like, to like the oh well how do I get out of this one? I guess he could have a heart attack too because I mentioned he might have one earlier. Like everybody just has heart attacks just just cause. So like, I was mentioning this to TJ. I was like, is this like because some weird stuff happens in this movie? Like there's that scene. And the okay. movie ends. So there's the a scene, scene where the like Jay and, Sal, yeah. Jay and Sal Bob are like, I'm not gonna dance with all these people around and yada yada yada. And it seems like it seems referential to something. Like it goes I don't on know if there's forever. it goes on forever, but like are there stories like is in a way was this also sort probably. of a, I, a I documentary of how clerks was shot? Probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah. And like are some of these references that no one understands? Like, Maybe if we were like hardcore smodcast fans, we would get it. Yeah. Right. They um, did have one line that made me laugh in this movie where one of the extras does something. He's like, did you fuck that up again, Thomas? Like, just him saying Thomas yeah. made me laugh. Like, that's how low the bar was. I will say, like, when they did the flashback of the whole, the bit about your ruse, and you can't yeah. run here anymore. Like, and then when yeah. Jay's like, just go, yeah? Like, that's the only reason you like that, that is because scene. you like the lines. If they would have just played the scene from the first clerks, you would have laughed because it's, that scene's yeah. funny. Yeah, if I just watched original Clerks, then this all would have been better. Um, but yeah, this, here we are. The self-referentialness of this movie is so insufferable. Like he equal. What am I a hack? Yes, he, motherfucker. Like, bro, he can't go like a line without referencing his own shit. Like it's impossible. well. The problem is the problem with a lot of these jokes are they're like quote self-deprecating unquote, but he doesn't think he's bad at stuff. Yeah. Like, he just, like, right. it's like, oh, this fat, like, you know how, like, I used to when I was fat, like, oh, I'm so ugly, nobody wants to fuck me, but, I, like, I still got weighed a bunch. Like, that's this, like, oh, I'm the worst director of all the haha, secretly, I'm great, look at all these fans I have. It's like, no, you fucking suck, dude. You're a yeah. terrible writer. 
Well, yeah. and like the movie opens with the fucking hockey on the roof. It's like we've done this. You did this twice. You've done this. It's the third time you've done this. When, like we did it. It was, man. it was sad enough when twenty year old men were standing on a rooftop doing this. With like fifty yeah. year old men. It's like first of all, get some fucking skates. Like what kind of self respecting <laughs> adult plays hockey like on foot? Like we're not in like a middle school gym. One, two. This scene goes on for fucking ever. Like, and it's just like, when, when is the movie going to start? Like, cause right. you've already played three songs. Yeah. It, it, mm. It's, I, I, the writing in this though, it just, it just kills my soul. Like it's, it's just, we, we got to get on with our lives. We got to turn that page, but at the end, we're going to go right back to status quo. And also anybody should have a heart attack in this movie. It should be alive. Cause he has gained, I don't know, 400 pounds. since <laughs> <close> to. <laughs> Uh, he is never going to have a heart attack because of all that drip. Yeah, he has the <laughs> best outfits yeah. Yeah. of any character in any movie ever. It's the only part of the movie I liked was his outfits. What is that of... fucking heavy metal horror movie? What, why can't I think of it? Or it's, oh, fuck. Oh, you you talking about, it's uh, not Hesher, is it? No. Yeah, no. Are you talking about the one with the, 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 the band that, that like is from hell and they like transform the people... <laughs> Well, I'm thinking of the one where the guy sit on the fucking park bench like eating an ice cream cone, dressed up like Ace freely. Oh, oh, uh, oh, fuck! I can't think of it. I know, you know what I'm talking you. about. Deathgasm. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Deathgasm. Yeah, that's a good movie. Uh, this isn't a good movie. Yeah, no, this is a terrible movie. Um, it's not. I mean, it's it's number one crime is that it's not funny, like at all. Like it's the every joke, joke has, about Randall's. It goes on for like hours. Well, and every joke has like a button. It's like, all right, man. Like, it, I don't. It's just, you know, I going back to way back when when you you we talked about our relationship with Kevin Smith. Like when you were a kid, and he like had fucking uh, Mike Allred make a Chow Yun Fat reference. You're like, oh, that's cool. Nobody does that. That's pretty wild. Or you know that scene in the original Clerks when they, they there's like talking about Star Wars, or they're talking about Jaws. Like, that's kind of clever. But now everybody does that, and it's not fun anymore. And now he doesn't even reference things outside of things he created. So it's even can we Can we talk briefly about uh, poor Mark Bernardin getting dragged into this movie with uh, his wife and daughter, which is a reference to Lisa Lisa and the cult jam, I'm pretty sure. Because they're both named Lisa. Yeah, I didn't understand that joke at all. um, Wait, what? Smith's curious understanding of how black people talk like it's just it's so fucking bad dude like it's so hello fellow kids like you're 50 years old right like fucking uh, it's like i'm so disappointed but like what did i expect also also why is kevin smith's daughter in this movie she's not in the other ones like i don't know she shows up at the funeral and and then then she's stocking eggs i was like why is she in this like do you know um, why because his mother was the original egg person in clerks that's why she's she's checking the date on oatly oat milk she's not stocking eggs Oh. oh excuse me Excuse me. Oh, I'm glad Pucky Charms uh, got a fucking callback. I, I I was stoked about that. I high fived the dog and like spiked the remote control. Everything that was a reference, like every T shirt everyone is wearing, is some View Askew reference. Like literally everything. It's the so obnoxious. It's audition so obnoxious. scene that goes on for three hours and is also like, not like, not funny. It's like we yeah, get I like a, Ben, ben Affleck's Boston accent. 
It's the best. Like that, yeah. Like I, if I want to laugh, I'll just watch the town. Like <laughs> I don't need this. Oh, oh, can you milk me, Greg? Like, did you actually sit down and you typed that and looked at it and went, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't. Oh, know. and the audacity! Like, I know we've all made fun of the Departed to a degree yeah. or whatever. But like, yeah, that stupid fucking rat scene. It's like, bro, that's still better than anything you've done in fucking thirty years. Shut the fuck up! Like, yeah. how dare you? Like, criticize anything? Well, at a certain point, doesn't he? Uh, like, uh, there, there, Sean, you mentioned it earlier, but like the thing about him, he still thinks of himself as like a good director. When when Me, they, they have this silence, Kevin Smith criticizing Martin Scorsese is like me criticizing Giannis Antetokounmpo because he doesn't finish with his left hand well. Right. It's like, bro, like you're not even in the same stratosphere of human being. Like, fucking relax. Well, I, the thing I was going to point out is there's the so Silent Bob has like a couple of talking parts in this this movie unlike the Too many. strategy of having one which I thought was like something he'd want to stick with but nah but uh he has the one where Silent Bob is going to be like the the cinematographer or whatever and he talks about like shooting it in black and white and he's like cuz I'm a filmmaker motherfucker it's like oh my yeah. god like oh you know having we, even we shit on come... Tarant- we shit on Tarantino yeah. for like Hey, what's up, blood? But like yeah. Kevin Smith's weird, like street talking side is just as annoying and weird. It's just like yeah, oh. fucking. Uh, well, at least uh, Quentin Tarantino has black people in his movies sometimes. Right. Um, shit. What was I gonna say? Ah, fuck. Ethan, oh, you're gonna, you're... Like in the near in in the world of the film, right? What is Ethan Supley like? That came from a deep place. Like I understand the reference as the audience member, right? Because haha, he was in Mallrats. But like in the world of the movie, what is going on? Is he dissociating? Like does does Mallrats exist? Why is that scene in there? Yes, Mallrats exists. It, it does in in the universe of Clark's yeah, story. Yeah, because the movie Mallrats exists. Sean is saying the movie, not not the 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 story. The movie. Oh, because he is doing a reading from Mallrats for his audition for Clark. Oh, I never. Correct? I thought he was just being himself from Mallrats. No, because it's the sailboat thing, right? Yeah, yeah. So like, why would like, he? Yeah, right. Why would he bring yeah. that up? Why is he in the movie? He isn't even in that movie. I mean, I know Ben Affleck isn't either, but like, what what is going? Like, walk me through this, right? And like, I just can't get over like Kevin Smith thinks he's making this great commentary about fucking ending it again, ending a chapter, and moving on, but like unintentionally has shown that he is regressing by having the movie end where they're just working at the fucking convenience store again. Like, nothing happens with the movie, right? Like, what was yeah. the point of this journey? Like, they get a so, million dollars worth of NFTs just so he can pay off the $26,000 so she doesn't own half of the quick stop, and then it ends. Yeah. Well, that was whole, like... Gogs, Gogs said it, but that whole... Like, that was like a Return of the King ending. Like, why didn't it just end at the funeral? Like, why, do, why did we need... The, the 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 convenience room scene like at all like like here's like I was talking like, like Thor a, like a better movie right like and we sort of touched on earlier like movie. yeah but I mean like if the movie opened the movie should have opened with with what's her name's funeral and then it's Dante in a fucking as a sad sack and maybe it's his redemption and growth arc and maybe it's a drama maybe it's not because this wasn't funny maybe it's just like <laughs> maybe it's just like Rain Man 
for two quick stop employees. And they're just going on a journey to become better human beings. I'm going to go back to my, uh, my, uh, my fucking resin detra. It's like, make me sad on purpose, not on accident. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was going to say like, maybe it's a better movie if they, they go to open the quick stop and it explodes, but then they already like burned down the, they burned it down something. the beginning of clerk too. That's yeah. why they ended up at movies. Right. So and they like, bought you it and they rebuild it. And that's like sort of the, sort of like the, the, the moment in clerks too. It's like, you yeah. get, you know, we're bare, we're where we belong and we love it here. And you know, we're happy. Alec. Yeah. What Alec, um, what part of the movie did you like the most? <laughs> the science. So <laughs> I, I didn't like the first half. Yeah. And I didn't like the, the first half. half of the second half. <laughs> I really didn't also I really didn't like the first half of the second half of the second half. <laughs> but the second half of the second half of the second half. This is like, like Scott Steiner math here. I'm trying to <laughs> You're talking about the final eighth of the film? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much from when Dante has the heart attack on, like that actually like emotionally hit me and I was sad and kind of tearing up a little bit like him watching his younger self and reliving his, his uh, old experiences. And he's watching the movie with the love of his life while he's basically waiting to die. Yeah. But she doesn't even love him and is expressing So in the movie. yeah, but it doesn't matter. It's his, it's his, like his it's his mind his sure. fiction or his uh figment like whatever what, what how much of a beta fuck are you that like even in your own heaven your wife doesn't love you <laughs> yeah i mean yeah <laughs> i don't I, I mean i don't know like i you know i don't know if I, she doesn't love him i think it's that she just fucks with him pretty hard she, she literally says multiple times, I do not believe in the concept of romantic love. Like, I don't know how much more clear it could be. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, to me, like, I, you know, I, I think they might have had something with with a sad Dante, because he starts off the beginning of the originals, like, super sad and, like like, kind of listless about his life. But like to me, having like Ghost Rosario Dawson like sucks all of the like emotion out of her death. That's just me personally. I, to me, I like it makes it silly, and I don't, I don't respond to it at all. Like, like her getting like was MacGruber. Yeah, that's exactly what I told TJ. I was like, if they start <laughs> banging right now, it's like wow, wow, wow. Uh, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna shoot. <laughs> yeah. Like to me, like and again, like, I, I and I, just... and I kind of like I I, I want to like kind of tag up with Alec about like getting sad watching the the replay of Clerks, which I also get kind of sad. But I had to stop and realize the thing that made me sad is that I understand the concept of linear time. Yeah, <laughs> like it's it's nothing the movie really earns. It's like, hey, you're gonna die someday too. Like, look how young these people were, and it's now they're old. Like, cheap heat. Yeah, really. Anyway, I, I, no, you're fine. I I don't know. Let's. I anything else you want to get into before five novel show? We talked about so much. Uh, anybody, Alec, give me something. No, I think you guys are being too hard on some aspects of it. That if other directors did the same thing, you wouldn't be as 
Like Christopher Nolan's up his up his own ass. I he yeah, just I makes better. He just he makes better movies, but he's still mm-hmm. up his own ass and doesn't cut anything because he thinks everything is solid gold. Yeah, but like, he, he what made, was that last movie? Tenet did not need to be like three hours long. Yeah, that but shit could made, have been wrapped up in like forty minutes. Hey, I'm movies. on I'm on your side. I I have I think I've very um pointedly criticized Christopher Nolan on this show. Like he also doesn't make movies that look like they were shot for like like with literally no thought put into them. Oh, you whatsoever. mean this wasn't shot you think Clerks Three wasn't shot in seventy? Yeah, well, I mean, again... You like, really have to watch Clerks 3 on an you, IMAX you can, to get the full can, feel of it. You can say what Shut you want about Christopher Nolan. You can Go say what you about Christopher Nolan, but there's, like, a lot of thought and intention in all of his work, whereas this is just lazy bullshit, like... Yeah, his thought was, hey, that shit looks cool when it goes backwards. Let's yeah. write a movie about it that makes no sense. It makes a lot of sense. No, It's a it very doesn't. good movie. It's got um, some cool parts. Yeah, this the the cool parts the, the cool parts in Tenet are better than anything Kevin Smith's ever made. I don't know, man. Comic yeah. book guys is pretty fun. Oh my god. Okay, here I'll, I'll, I'll give you this. Here's why Clerks Three is better than uh, Christopher Nolan movies in this one respect: the aspect ratio doesn't change randomly. There you go. <laughs> there you go. You burnt. <laughs> you burnt, Chris Nolan. Uh, all right, five knuckle shuffle time. Gogs. One. One. It's not. It's high. It's too high. It's uh it's you feel terrible. I think I think I think there's I think you know this nostalgia talking like I and maybe it's just I just want to go watch original. You gave it a one because of the nostalgia. Well, because like all the parts with like the original clerks, I'm like, oh, I love that movie. It's like I should just will watch that movie. Maybe I'll go to a zero. I don't know. It's just it is. It like I said the opening of the show. It's just sort of joyless and like between all the self referential nonsense and the way that no one can. I know. I, I here's I'll justify my one. I'm giving it the one for that one argument before Dante has a heart attack. Because that actually felt like it had some weight to it. And that actually felt like two people like acting and exploring a space. Even though it got buttoned up by a stupid line, and even though it got cut into by like Kevin Smith and the crew like raising their eyebrows the whole time. Like that move that moment had some something to it. But the rest of it is just like aw- it awful. Like it's just it's so bad and sad and sad and bad. Like I just wish that it hadn't happened so much. And I don't know if the Jay and silent Bob reboot is worse than this. It is. It is. Uh, it is. But they're, they're also equally as bad, but it's, but this is, <laughs> but this is, but this is bad. And I, and here's a, I am scared to watch clerks now. Like I am, I want to, like, I want to watch it just to see how I feel about it. But I don't know if this, has tainted the waters and is like retroactively ruining things for me, as you know, I'm want to do. So well, if, if something gets ruined, then it deserves to be ruined. You know what? Shout out. Good call. Out. Yeah. You know what? If it was, if it was, it should have, it should have stayed pure. But anyway, yeah. So it's just, it's, I don't know. Like I was telling TJ, it's like we had this whole conversation about how like Kevin Smith had something, but he didn't know what he had. What he thought he had is not what everyone. What he thought everyone loved about his movies is not what everyone loved about his movies. And this is him trying to chase 
what he thought was great about his movies and not realizing yeah. the point. It's like when you're playing pickup basketball and you hit one three-pointer and you're like, oh, I figured it out. And then yeah. you throw up 9,000 consecutive yeah, bricks. I, I had three straight weeks in college where I started the night with an Irish car bomb and I didn't get a hangover. And I was like, oh, that's the secret. <laughs> and then the fourth week, it hit me like a train. So, you know, it's fucking dumb. But that's only they movie. had that powder shit that you gave me. Oh my god, the liquid IV. Yeah, that shit's great. Yo, shout out liquid IV, big ups. Uh, Sean sponsored by liquid IV. Oh, this, I mean, like, I I don't know why you even like passed it to me because you know what I'm gonna say. Like, this movie's like anti art, but not like in a fun kind of like Dadaist deconstruction of art. It's just like it feels like, and I know it's not, this is what's weird, right? It feels like I'm the Matrix 4 in a way. Yeah, like, see that. Yeah, it's like, oh, we got it. We got to capitalize on this because otherwise we're going to lose the IP or some shit. But uh, it feels like... Yeah, except no one was, like, in in the Matrix 4's case, like, the studio was, like, trying to make the movie and the Wachowskis were like, all right, fine. But, like, this, like, no one's asking for this movie. And, like... No, Jeff Anderson, they had to, like... He's, like, smithers. Like, everybody's having a good time. Everybody's smiling. He, like, I think was expressly... This movie didn't get made for so long because he's like, I don't want to fucking do it. Yeah, Jeff Jeff Anderson was in a boking accident. For for real. This movie's, like, if they had to remake Clerks, but for, like, a driving school or something. You know what I mean? Like, it's this weird fucking flimsy imitation of the original movie. And it's just, like... It's like when Jason Muse is the second best actor in this movie, like performance wise, you got like serious ass problems. Hmm. Um, like I, I, like I said, I laughed like once. The soundtrack is terrible. The cinematography is terrible. The fucking line deliveries are terrible. But the lines themselves are terrible. And you know that he was doing line readings for them in the movie. Was like, no, no, you gotta say it like this. <laughs> like, can you just? I can just picture Kevin Smith just like. Like telling Amy Sedaris how to tell this fucking dick joke for like four hours, and it's like, it, it, it's it's like term it's my uh, how God feels about Terminator Two now, right? Like it's like this movie's so bad, yeah. It, it, it like it obliterated everything else from the canon. Like now none of his movies are good just because of this. Like like Jay and Silent Bob reboot was really fucking bad, but like. I mean, no, it was just really bad. Like, I was going to say, like, at least it had some kind of originality to it. No. Sort. I mean, like, the plot. No, because it's just kind of the same movie, huh? Like, I don't know. Maybe you're going to make But it did. But Jane Silent Bob, Jane Silent Bob reboot doesn't tread on, like, a beloved movie like Clerks. What does it tread on? Strikes back at worst? Yeah. And it's, like, at least, like, you know, okay, so Clerks too, right? Like, not that, like, everything needs to be an edgelord humor, but at least it has, like, edgy moments, like the fucking, uh, I'm taking it back, you know, the phrase yeah. that he says. Like, there's something there, right? Like, it's like, okay, like, I, I can laugh at that. But this is just kind of, like, like, it's so dull, and, like, it's got, like, dick jokes, but they're so, like, boring. Like, there's nothing to it at all. It's just a fucking, it's, it's like, the Flanders Nachos Clerks, and I fucking hate it, and, like, I... I, I'm responsible for watching this, but like we kind of had to. So I'm like mad at just like the idea that we started this podcast and that like we had to do this because otherwise I would not have. I like there, there's no like bit strong enough to make me watch this movie, right? Like it's, I mean, he's just the fucking dirt worst. Like he, like he might be the worst filmmaker in America. And like, 
you know, that you've seen. I'm not counting, like, fucking, well, there's a Canadian, but you know what I'm saying? Like, not counting, like, Shark Exorcist and shit. No. Um, it's no land shark. Like, there is nothing redeemed. And he, like, God said, he doesn't understand what makes the the first movie great. And, like, he also doesn't understand the theme of this movie because he goes back on it three or four different times. Like, it. hey, you remember Julie Dreyer's funeral when you knocked the casket over? Like, wait a minute. You have this perfect like line by line recall of everything that's ever happened in your life 20 years ago, but you don't remember this thing where you knocked over a casket at a funeral. Don't you think that's something that would stick with you? I don't know who cares. We're just putting words on stuff and making people say I'm bad. Two hours later, I want to die. I fucking hate this movie. It's a zero. Like I, I, I got nothing good to say about it. Uh, TJ. Uh, it's also a zero for me. I, I, I had the worst time watching this movie. Um, it's not funny. Like I again, uh, that's the thing I'll put out on Front Street. It's just not funny. His jokes aren't funny. Like there's there's like a bunch of jokes in this movie where you feel like I can you can just feel it in his writing that he really thought he like he like hit a home run with some of these jokes, and they're just all flat. And I you know not that I'd ever want to watch this again, but. I would love to have seen this in the theater because I would just love just the silence would be deafening. There's no way anybody found this shit funny. It was terrible. And, you know, Sean, you're talking about him being an awful filmmaker. Like, to me, this puts him in, like, the fucking, like, Neil Breen level of, like, like... No, fuck that. Like, Neil Breen movies are a blast. Like, I fucking... Yeah. I just just don't understand. But But the thing is, Neil Breen movies are, like, earnest... They're yeah. just bad. Like yeah. he's like a lunatic. You know what I mean? I just don't understand how a guy who has made movies for as long as he has, like, I don't understand how he sees this and and, and it's like, yeah, that's good. Like, I it just doesn't. I can't. It doesn't make any sense to me. Like, I, and it's like, I I don't know. Like, I you know what I mean? Like, if you watch something like the fucking the prequel trilogy, right? Like Lucas is not a good director, but I'd argue he was never like a great director, but like he, you know, at least like the, the Phantom Menace looks like a movie. <laughs> like, I mean, it's bad, yeah, but it, like it, stuff it, happens. It looks like a fucking movie. This doesn't like you said it. It's like a driving instructional video. Like it's, it's shot weird. It's, it's like, there's no like framing of the, of like the characters. Like, everything is just static and boring and like it's also not like a critique on that like it'd be one thing if like he was trying to make some kind of joke on how bad of a filmmaker he was but like you said earlier he's not willing to like really like be like well man the quality of my work is just dog shit now like i i don't know we you know before we started recording we talked about the precipitous fall of russell wilson and I don't know if I've ever seen a filmmaker fall so far because, like, the writing's bad. Whatever his sensibilities are gone, and like that—that's that happens. Well, it's not that his sensibilities are gone. I think we've made this point with him a few times, but it bears repeating: is that like he has not progressed at all. Yeah, yeah, no, I and and but the thing is, like, his direction, like, like I get it. Like, it, you can be like. Uh, like, let's say, like, you know, you primarily want to be, like, I'm trying to think of, like, somebody like a, I mean, this is a bad comparison, because he's way more talented, but, like, Charlie Kaufman Orson has Wells. gone, you know what, I'm going to go another way, fucking Alex Garland, he said many times that he doesn't want to direct, he prefers to write, but, yeah. like, he directs because he has to, because, like, 
to get these projects that he wants made, he basically had to start directing them. Well, here's and, let me stop. Like, here look at his here's work. the reason like, why why Kevin Smith can't let somebody else direct it because they would look at the script and go, well, this, we got to change like almost all of this. And he's like, no, the words are precious the way they are. You know what I mean? Like it, it couldn't happen. Yeah, I I don't know, and I, I you know it just it just felt long, and I didn't. Kevin connect. Smith ain't gonna fucking make adaptation. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's not gonna. Like I didn't connect to anything in this movie, and like the forced nostalgia where it got. And I love movies about making movies. We've talked about that. Yeah. My love like of the that. artist. Well, not that movie, but <laughs> like we we talked about the uh, the Dolomite movie that Eddie Murphy made. And I think we all, yeah. everybody that saw that really enjoyed that. But that's or a good example. State in Maine or the yeah. fucking... Um, or Schenectady, New connect, York. Yeah, I heard uh, you like warehouses. But, um, like, that Dolomite movie's great. Like, that's a great example of, like, I love watching the sausage getting made. And it's fun. Yeah. And, like, you can do that right. And honestly, like, a, 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 a mo- this movie kind of should have just started with them making the movie. Like, all the ancillary stuff that he throws in doesn't add dick to the movie especially how it ends and it's like i I just don't it this whole thing this whole project just seems so misguided and it really shit like it it i don't know man like i again i, like, I you could have like you could have at least just done a brazil and it turned out the whole movie was that dante had just had the heart attack and he was dying the whole time oh, you make it like a jacob's why, ladder yeah 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 i mean i mean it'll still be bad but i kind of like, like I kind of like, I think it was Gogs or, or maybe it was Sean, but like, how about you make this like not a comedy? Like that yeah, would those be, gods. that would be interesting just to try something different. I don't well, know. Well, he did that. Remember Red State? Well, yeah. I mean, like in, in this context though, like make it more grounded and like the original was grounded. You know what I mean? It wasn't over the top. And like, yeah. I, I just, I mean, I guess there's elements of it. Well, that's the thing, too. Like, this movie's, like, fantastical. Like the fucking uh, shtick hospital they go to, right? Like, it doesn't exist in the real world the way clerks and mall rats, you know, and chasing Amy do, you know? Well, and and lastly, like, it's just, I don't know. Nothing nothing works in this movie. And, like, Sean, you mentioned it briefly. But, like, I feel like clerks and mall rats kind of got got the tw- and and chasing amy they were like gross out comedies like they yeah. were like in line with like like i remember him saying that mall rats to him was like his porkies like that's what he wanted that's why there's like tits in it and that's why like it's kind of raunchy and like i'm not saying that you gotta always do that but like it just shows that he doesn't have anything else like if he can't yeah. do the gross out stuff he's got nothing and i right. I don't know. Anyway, uh, zero. Terrible. I hope. I gotta hope he doesn't make any more movies because I. I don't know how many more of these I can take. I. Mallrats two is probably coming. I'm sure. I know he was kicking that around for a while as a TV show that nobody wanted to buy. So, I don't know. Alec. Oh, I didn't know if I was gonna get to go or not. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Sorry. Um. So, it gets a point for the Black Parade. Good song. It gets a point for Justin Long's baby dick jokes. Okay. Um, I still like your quarter of the quarter of the quarter. It gets <laughs> Wait a, a minute. Does he, why would he have to shave baby dicks? Ooh. No, he works with baby dicks. He doesn't have to shave. Right. Yeah, but, he but works I thought in the he... pediatric ward. Oh, okay. All right. He's still going to prep them for surgery and, like, if they Shit. need to have surgery. 
Yeah. Okay. Like slap some iodine on there. Shave their baby um, tubes. I lost count already. Stop interrupting me, please. Sorry. Black Parade, Baby Dicks, Elias's outfits. Um, and the ending, so that's four points. Then it loses a point for <laughs> Randall, because he's just the worst. He's the worst character, like he's the worst actor out of a bunch of bad actors. Um and again, like Chuck said, if Jason Mew is one of the best actors in your movie, you're in fucking trouble. Because that guy is awful. He's real bad. <laughs> really bad. Um, so yeah, it ends up at a three. Okay. Um, I, like, I like your systematic approach. Yeah. So a, a little ways off of a certified good ass movie. Little ways. There's a couple of sevens away. Yeah, yeah. If we get the right yep, people it, in here, we might be able to get there. I, I want an you, average I want, of a one. I want you all to go to fucking TikTok and look up this movie and all the fucking film critics that are like, "This movie made me cry." I'm like, "Oh my god!" It made me think about it even more as this I this movie. Walked. It made all four of us cry just for different reasons. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> what the hell am I doing with my life? <laughs> How much money do we get from this show? Oh, nothing? Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah I was crying in the way that Matthew McConaughey is crying in Interstellar. Just like... <laughs> <laughs> no, I had that, uh, the, the Blade Runner, uh, the, the baby juice reaction. <laughs> when, he finds that, when he finds out that he's a robot. <laughs> <laughs> or not that he's a robot, that he's not a human. Uh, yeah. Fuck you, Kevin Smith. God damn, dude. So next week we gotta watch fucking Way of the Gun. I think I'm gonna be I'm gonna be sick next week. Well, yeah. next week's Halloween, so we got. Well, it's a it's, remember who it's cares? A special, it's a special uh, Kobe Kobe birthday pick, listener Kobe. You still won't be trick or treat at eight thirty at night. That's true. Probably not. Well, Gogs might be. I don't know. He's pretty wild. Go hard in the paint. You should dress up like Kevin Smith. I've done it before. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, God! I Way of the Gun. I I remember hating this movie. I, I saw this movie when it came out. I think we, I was like what nineteen or twenty when this came. It's a old, no, maybe younger. I remember old. loving this movie. Yeah, I same. saw it in the I saw it in the theater with Anthony, and we hated it. I I don't remember you know, much about it. I just remember us fucking. Hating you know, it. there's like you were talking about. There's that one scene in a movie that sticks with you forever. Yeah, is it the, the fountain scene? jump? No. That uh, does stick with me. It's the scene where the guy puts like eight revolvers in like a in like a, a fucking uh, pillow sack, each with one bullet in it, and he just pulls them out one by one, playing Russian roulette with them, and then he gets that yeah. phone call like, "Hey, do this job." He's like, "Okay, didn't I guess some, that's better than this." Didn't somebody like of some renown write this movie? Like, it's like it's like you were saying that it's written or uh, it's written by the guy who wrote. Or directing some Mission Impossibles. Yeah, Sean. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's it. That's it. That's it. But anyway, all right. Way of the Gun next week. Uh, stay away from Clerks Three. I, I'm the, going uh, to double down on my uh, fucking bloodshot bet and say if this does not average a higher score than Clerks Three, I will cut off my penis. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> I can't. I can't. It's gonna like. It's gonna, I don't. I think it's a safe. I think that's a pretty safe bet. Fucking bloodshot compared to like this seems like a fucking masterpiece. Yeah, yeah. Is anybody gonna go see Black Adam? By the way, Clerks Three. I want to be. Can I make a can I, like blood sport? 
I, I want to make a prop. It was like blood simple. I want to make a prop bet on your penis real quick. Okay. And 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 I'm just gonna put it on Alec to like the third quarter of the first half of this neck of way of the gun. I'm so gonna track that. And yeah, and then your your penis could be in jeopardy. Okay. Uh, is anybody gonna go see Black Adam? No. no. Yeah. Me neither. No. So enough people did to make it the Rock's biggest leading man opening. That's is wild that... to me. I can't figured... believe that because those Jumanji movies made a fucking fortune. Well, are they considering that like an ensemble well, though? Domestic... I mean, they're his movies domestically. But, like... It only made sixty-five million. I know that's a lot of money, but like, I thought it. I thought to be a big movie these days, opening weekend have to be over a hundred. Well, I couldn't believe that Maverick was Tom Cruise's first hundred million dollar movie. That seems insane. Yeah, or really. Op- yeah, or opening or whatever. I still haven't watched it. That's been on the, the fucking Plex for yeah, a while. I've not either. watched it yet either. Still haven't watched it. I'm sure I'm going to like it too. I don't know why I haven't watched it. Yeah, I still haven't watched Marcel the Shell with shoes on. Yeah, I want to see that too. Yeah. But... All right. All later, right. boys. Bye, everybody. Bye, oh, uh, by the way, we can do the Kevin Spacey voice again. Oh, oh is he dead? Yeah. He got acquitted. Oh. oh, shit. Good. Good for some pie. Yeah, oh, Anthony I... Rapp didn't get those charges. Oh stick. my God, Jesus Christ! I oh, good night, boy. I was, I, I, I was hoping dead. I was really just hoping dead. I knew all hundred of those men were lying. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, boys, by the way, thank you. Mm. Uh, <laughs> to, to paraphrase J. Cole, no Bill Cosby shit, but if motherfuckers are sleeping, then fuck them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, all right, later, everybody. dudes. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.